Welcome to Improv for the Podcast. On this week's episode, we're joined by Patrick Moody, who will tell us all about his improvisational journey. We'll play a couple games, and most importantly, learn how he improved his life. Let's hit it. Welcome to Improv for the Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lee Evans, and today I am joined by the incredibly talented director of marketing and public relations, medical professional, skilled improviser, Patrick Moody. Thank you so much for coming on the show. How are you doing this evening? I'm doing great. I'm so happy to be here, and thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Calling me a medical professional may be close to malpractice, (laughs) but uh, that's fine. Well, in our brief conversation off air, uh, I determined, in my opinion, you are a medical professional. Well, thank you. (laughs) So I, I would take that designation. On this show, that is true. You are the second medical professional we've had on. I know who the first one is. Yeah, Naveen. Yes. Uh, well, that was quite a while ago. That was like episode 19. So uh, thank you for being our second medical professional on the show. And I would just say that Naveen actually is a medical professional. <laughs> <laughs> eh, 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 I, I've, I've yet to see any proof. <laughs> Besides me asking his favorite surgery. But <laughs> okay, that's, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. All right, Patrick. So before we get uh, too far into things, I, I want to ask, what's your relationship to uh, this old place right here? The Good old IFTP. I started IFTP in November of 2021. Okay, yeah. And I'd been doing um, uh, online improv. And Mm. before online improv, I was doing in-person improv. And I was really trying to find an improv studio that was doing in-person instruction because a lot of them still weren't. Yeah. And um, so I was looking around and I found IFTP a few times. And it's, it's funny. I don't know if you've you notice this but matt's photo on the website's a little intimidating mm. <laughs> i'm trying to think yeah it's a it's one of his headshots right yeah okay. yeah and so yeah. that i wouldn't say that put me up i thought boy that's like a really serious studio <laughs> <laughs> but look at this guy <laughs> but i actually tried i i think i signed up for camp and then i couldn't go and then i tried mm. to get in the class a couple times it was full i think i emailed him and said look i really would like to do this can you put me on a waiting list or something and then I, in November of 2021, I started. Wow. Okay. So we we started around a similar time. I started in August 2021. So just a you know a, a few months before you. Okay. And what class was the first class you started with here at IFTP? I started in. I'm pretty sure it was Matt's class. Okay. The 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 thing that I remember is as you know with IFTP, you know all the other classes I took are, are like four classes or a series of six, and you kind of. Uh, progressed through was here and he just start. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. the main thing yeah. I remember. And of course the counting at the end, it just it was just a whole different thing. Mm. And mm-hmm. it was it was so much fun. I'm still here. Yeah, absolutely. It's uh it's an incredible place. Magnetic. Yes. Okay. All right. So we're gonna talk more about improv in just a little bit. But before we do Patrick, we've got to play some three things. Fantastic. So I've got some categories picked out for us and uh I want to compliment you because you you shared with me uh, multiple social media profiles, but I respect that there was only only bits and pieces of information I could scrape off of there, which I've never had a guest so willingly share their social media, but also have so little for the public <laughs> to pull, there. Yeah. which I think 
I, I appreciated that. I was like, oh, Patrick's putting up a fight. Okay. <laughs> so I, I, I just, just mentioned briefly, as mm. part of my job, I have to have all those social media right. profiles yeah. just for occasionally I have to use them. But yes. I, as you can see, I'm not very active. Yeah. yeah. And that's all right. I mean, it's overrated. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Patrick. So uh, three things. You've played this before, I'm sure, in class or another version. Uh, we're going to go ahead and get started. All right. These are three things. Your first category, snacks to eat on a road trip. Uh, potato chips. One. Pretzels. Two. And Cheez-Its. Three. Very nice. Oh, such good choices. All right. Second category, uh, natural wonders in the state of Washington. Oh, boy. Um, Snoqualmie Falls. One. Mount Rainier. Two. And uh, Lake Washington. Three. Very nice. Very nice. The last category. Digital marketing, vocabulary, or slang? Um, SEO, which One. is search engine optimization. Ooh, thank you for the rest SEM, of search engine marketing. Two. And um, um, conversion. Three. These are three things. All right. Very nice, Patrick. Very nice. Uh, so let's go back to that first category. Um, I just ask you about road trips because we, we've all been on road trips at one point in our lives. Do you have a favorite road trip that you've taken? Um, let's see. Uh, I, well, actually, a long time ago, I, so I'm from, I'm from Washington, as you probably, probably figured out. A long time ago, I drove from L.A. to Seattle, mm -hmm. and I took about two weeks. Like one day, I drove 20 miles. <laughs> just, and uh, and mostly along the beach. Yeah. So yeah, uh, PCH. Yeah. So that was great. Just because a lot of times when I go up there, I fly because I have to get there quickly. If yeah. I drive, I drive like in a day and a half. Yeah. So just to be able to like uh, do it leisurely and hang out at the beach was was great. That sounds fantastic. I mean, I love. Yeah. I've I've done that drive, but not in twenty mile increments. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, all the way up there. I mean, it's gorgeous just going through Northern California and then Oregon coast and Washington coast. Right, just some beautiful places all throughout. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Very nice. And uh, your snack choices, no complaints. Those are all great things to eat on the road. Um, now with the pretzels, though, I'm going to get a little nitpicky. Uh, are we talking like the pretzel sticks or the? I guess the the little pretzels. <laughs> um, I, I I prefer not the sticks, the things that are shaped like whatever they're shaped like. Yeah. Now, um, as a medical professional, I probably, mm, I probably shouldn't have had three salty snacks, so I do feel a little guilty about that. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> I mean, if you combine Cheez-Its and pretzels, actually, I, I, it's a really good snack because you get a little cheese, a little pretzel. I agree. It's, uh, I agree. Uh, stellar, stellar. Wash it down with this soda, which is also bad. But. Well, the calories don't count if you're on the road. You know what? That's I right. actually agree with that. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, you're driving, you're traveling, you know, you're doing a job. So, you know, you're eating, it, it just cancels out. I, I think that's a medical fact, actually. Okay. Bill's got a professional could let me know. Clinical that. studies have shown that. Put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> so you endorse that fact? Yes, I do. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you, Patrick. All right. Uh, our next category, I asked you about uh, natural wonders in Washington. Um, because as you mentioned, right, you grew up in Washington, mm -hmm. uh, and you mentioned, ah, shoot, it was Waterfall Pacoima? No. quality. Snow quality. I was not even close. Um, I don't know what Pacoima is. <laughs> Pacoima is a place in the valley. Oh, okay. There you go. Maybe I saw a sign. Uh, <laughs> all right. 
So some waterfalls. Uh, your second one was Mount Rainier. Mm-hmm. Gorgeous, beautiful. And then remind me your third one again. Lake Washington. Lake Washington. Okay. Uh, amazing. Washington is a beautiful state. Mm-hmm. It's just, I, I took a trip up there a couple of years ago and did it like a camper van thing, just kind oh, yeah. of staying in yeah. all these Gorgeous. different places everywhere. Yeah. And, wow. Pacific Northwest. There's not a lot like it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you Gorgeous. miss it? You know, I, I, um, when, when you're growing up there, mm. um, Southern California is sort of like Sodom and Gomorrah. Right. Yeah. And, um, you like, you don't move to Southern California. It's like, there's something, there's something morally wrong with you if you move <laughs> to Southern California. And I actually originally moved here to go to graduate school mm. and I really liked it. But then, um, I wound up moving back to Washington eventually. And I, and I really couldn't come to grips with the fact that I liked Southern California because I'd been raised mm. that that's wrong. Yeah. It's only like a few years ago I came to peace with the fact I actually like Southern California better. <laughs> and it's okay. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with the weather. I mean, everyone mm. talks about the difference in the weather, but it affects how people live their lives and the lifestyle yeah. and the openness and that's that sort of thing. So yeah, absolutely. So I love Washington. It's fantastic. So I have family there. Prefer to live in Southern California. There you go. There you go. A converted Washingtonian. Right yeah. here before us. There aren't, I don't think there's a ton of us, but there's some of us. Yeah, I think there's a few. I, I feel like nowadays, I don't know if there's more Californians going up there and then, well, maybe ruining it for <laughs> yeah, all the yeah. native Washingtonians. But, oh. That, that oh. was a big thing like years, like 20 or 30 years ago, like mm. no Californians. But so many people from in Seattle now are from someplace else. Right. Since Amazon and Microsoft. And right. Everything. All the tech companies. But it's really, like I mean, it's, it's, at this point, it's not really a thing. It's more of a thing now like in Idaho. Right. Like, yeah. Uh, Californians or, or Montana. Yeah. I have a friend. She grew up in California. Now she lives in Idaho. Yeah. I mean, her parents moved her there. It's not her fault. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Our final category. I asked you about digital marketing, and you touched on this, but why did I ask you about digital marketing? Well, uh, we, were, we were talking about marketing for healthcare, mm. and uh, I, I just mentioned that for specific kinds of procedures or services or everything, it's almost all digital marketing. Mm. There's very little else. Yeah. yeah. So um, if Naveen was here and I was trying to get more patients for him, I would be through digital marketing. Mm, there you go. You, you and Naveen could team up. Yeah, I would love to talk about him. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I have a question for you. Um, I had this thought earlier, but I wanted to save it for when we were recording. Uh, Is there any sort of marketing you've done related to the appendix? (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, actually, (laughs) you know, it's (laughs) one of the things that's funny about that is my wife actually had her appendix out at the hospital where I work. So, so, um, she had, you know, she had stomach pain and Mm. they said, you know, you have to go to our hospital. Mm. Um, I haven't, so it's uh, just, uh, that's general surgery. And we don't, we haven't like, we don't market a lot. I mean, we do general surgery, but since we didn't market that much. So I have to say the answer is probably no, except for experience in my immediate family. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, it's, it's one of those things you can't really plan for just sort of happens and you go wherever you can go in the moment. I didn't ask them, like what generated that question if I may ask. Um, I, uh, I think just talking about uh, our conversation about mentioning insurance and hospitals before, I remember when I, my appendix, well, I started having the issue 
And the first place I went to didn't take my insurance, so they sent me away. And I was like, like, oh, that's terrible. And I didn't know what was wrong yet. I just knew, I knew something was wrong. So I just remember my my roommate at the time, he drove me over. I went into the front desk and they're like, I'm sorry, we can't help you. And I was like, okay. I saw, I didn't know where to go. So we had to call around a number of hospitals. That's just awful. And eventually found a place. So that's why I was thinking about it. So they took it out, I assume. They did, yeah. yeah. That's why I'm here now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good, good. Yeah, but that was an interesting weekend, that's what I'm going to say. That's awful. Yeah. And, uh, just a strange going somewhere and being like, Man, you should, you, we can't help you. Yeah. Interesting, interesting. That's another conversation. But uh, I think my challenge to you, Patrick, talk to your team. Say, hey, we got to... Most people have their appendix still. They won't forever. <laughs> How do we get them to know this is the place? That is a great idea. And uh, when I explain to the president of the hospital why yeah. I'm embarking down this path, yeah. I'll say, you know, I was talking to this guy at IFTP. <laughs> <laughs> and, that's, and he'll say, you're talking to someone at IFTP, then just go for it. Yeah. That's obviously a brilliant idea. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for hearing me out. You know, there's a, it's an untapped market. I, that's, it's brilliant. Because that's all I can say. Everyone is a customer. They just don't know it yet. Right. That's the thing. That's, that's fantastic. But they've got, well, not me, but a lot of folks. I, I, to tell you that, I'm embarrassed I hadn't thought of it myself. <laughs> no one has. <laughs> just me right now. <laughs> all right, Patrick. So thank you for uh, listening to my pitch on uh, appendix marketing. <laughs> um, we're going to go ahead and shift our focus to, of course, the reason why we're both here. Improv. Uh, so I want you to think back um, to the first time in your life where you heard about, learned about, saw improv. When was that for you? I actually re- remember it quite vividly. So um, about 20-some years ago, I was, at a, I, I was in Chicago in business. And um, uh, we went out that night to, to Second City. And... Um, and I, and I, I was working, so this is a whole different thing, but I used to work for HBO mm. and HBO used, used to do a lot of comedy. Yeah. And we went second city and I thought it was really funny and really fun, but I didn't really realize it was improv, mm. you know, mm-hmm. but I just remembered it was really fun. So yeah. about 15 years later, I'm back in Chicago and this time I'm at a conference and it's actually, it's like a, a healthcare communications conference and they, they have all these breakout sessions and everything. And one of the breakout sessions was about improv, ah. of all things, at a healthcare conference. I mean, we're usually not known for our sense of humor now. Sure, sure. Um, and I went to it, and it was just so much fun. It was yeah. really fun. I remember the game the guy played. It's a game I've never played, which is that um, he had to leave the room, and the group of us decided what office he was running for. Oh, wow. And then he came back into the room, and we would ask, and it couldn't be something obvious like president. It had to be like, yeah. I don't know, assistant director or whatever. Right, something obscure. You would ask him questions, and then he would just answer them like he knew what he was talking. But he had to figure out what office he was running for. That was the game. Oh, that's fun! And it was put on by this advertising agency, and they had this one guy who had improv experience. Mm-hmm. So, I just so I went up to the um, agency president after the presentation, and I said, "You know, do you ever do you do this like for organizations?" He goes, "Oh no, but that's not a bad idea." Yeah, <laughs> you know, you know, Matt does like he does, yeah, a, he does a, yeah. and, and this whole executive improv thing was sort of, um, um, I think, kind of getting started then. This is maybe six or seven years ago. Yeah. So I was I, when I got back to 
to the office, I was looking around for like, and I really had a hard time finding something. But in retrospect, it probably was a really bad idea to do it for a <laughs> managed team at my hospital. But then I couldn't find it. I found like one place, but they weren't really doing it. So I thought, well, maybe I should just try to do it myself. Sure. So I, I tried to find one that was sort of nearby, and I found a place in the San Fernando Valley called the Improv Trick. I don't know, it's a small improv. And, and I still remember the first time going there because there's like nine people there. And he asked you, like, you know, why you're out here and you're all uncomfortable. Like, yeah, yeah. like it's really scary and everything. Uh, yeah. And everyone says the exact same thing. Like, I want to get out of my comfort zone and I want to try something new. My case, I thought in public relations, it might help me, like, think faster when I had to deal with this year or something. Sure. Although I realize now that's not the point. Anyway, so then I, that's, that's how I started. And that was, like, maybe six or seven years ago. Mm. And then during the pandemic, he kind of closed down. And so I did... Um, online classes with the groundlings mm. which actually online have you ever done online uh i've i did a little during the pandemic yeah i personally am not a fan yeah no it's not the best but yeah. they actually did a, a pretty good job and the thing that was cool about it is i had people in my class there was a woman from london wow there's people from new york the guy from montreal i mean mm. a lot of people are la but it was like yeah. they're all over the world but still yeah some folks yeah. in other places and they really were able to I thought within the constraints that they had, they were sure. able to make it work pretty well. But I, mm. but then I, I really wanted to go back to in person. Yeah. So then that's when I got the IFTP. Yeah. And then you dug up this old place. Yeah. And I, I'm very grateful. Yeah, absolutely. And when you, how did, how did you find IFTP? Was it just on Google or? Yeah. Like I, 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 like I said, I started to look for in person and I don't know how it came up, mm. but um, I just remember thinking like, you know, it, it came up and, and Matt looked intimidating. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this this place is serious. Inside the improviser studio. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought, this is gonna be. And then, um, and they they met on Pico, and it was sort of like it was it was. It seemed like in this. I just remember this these kind of thoughts. Like they meet in this loft on on, on Pico, and mm. but it was it really it was like the only. And then it was relatively convenient for me to get yes. to. So, um, it, you know, just Google searching, and I don't even think I approached or tried and he may have been one of the first ones to go back to in person i, I think I, so yeah because yeah. i i was looking around that same time just a few months before and i was i didn't want to do zoom i was like no i it's not worth my money to me you know so i was looking and that's why i found this place i was like wait in person wear mask like vaccination okay but i can go in person <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah yeah those are the trade-offs i'm in yeah yeah. Did we have to show proof of vaccination? Though? I'm trying to remember. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, okay. I remember. Yeah, coming in my first time, like, oh, I'm here for I've taken my card. Yeah. yeah. The, the thing that's the thing that's I also remember is you know we're all wearing masks. Yeah. And remember the first time we took our masks off? Oh yeah. And you think that person looks? I have no idea that person looks. Yeah. Because you sort of develop this mental picture of what someone looks like. Yeah. Sometimes it's shocking. Yeah. So you're like, like, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, that's, I mean, I feel like I'm already taking it for granted again, you know, even though it hasn't been that long since yeah. we were kind of able to move away from that. But now that you mention it, I'm like, oh, oh wow. Yeah. yeah, we hope we don't have to go back. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was thinking about it. At my workplace, even one year ago, I remember they were still requiring us to wear masks in the office. Yeah. And I was thinking about it, oh, this summer, not the case. Well, for us, That's of course, nice. in, the, in the hospital, yeah. 
I, I'm not in the hospital, but we had to wear masks, and that's where we did, not in our office, but whenever we walked out up until like three, three or four months ago, if wow. we left, okay. we had to put a mask on. Yeah. So, and I, especially in like the medical field too, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. different different circumstances you're dealing with. And for a long time, you like you get up to go someplace, and you instant instinctively reach for your mask. Yeah. And then you still have to wear them when you go into certain areas. Right. Yeah. I still I got some N95s in my car. Good to go. So let me know. Okay. Thanks. If yeah. you need one. <laughs> I'm, uh, I, got, I got the gear. I got the gear. Wow. Amazing. Okay. So I am very jealous that you've been to Second City. That is a, uh, it's almost a bucket list item for me just because, you know, I mean, it's, it's the, it's, it's improv. Like that's where it came from. You know, it's Second City really developed improv as we know it today. And, you know, I've, I've read so many books and, you know, things like that. that uh, one day I hope to come there. It was, it was great. Of course it was great. Yeah. Actually, um, and I, and I forgot to mention that at the same conference, I don't know mm-hmm. if it was the same year I, I found the, the improv, you know, session I went to, but at the same conference, either that year or a different year, they had a huge session with Second City doing mm-hmm. improv stuff. Wow. Which was hilarious. Yeah. Of course. Did you attend that session? Yeah. Oh, it was goodness. one of like the big sessions where everyone goes. I would have gone anyway. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, the, when I went like 20 some years ago, I, I can date it because um, they had a game where these, that some of the players played like these um, people from another planet or something. Mm. And the audience would shout questions to them. Sure. And then they would answer them. And the question I shouted out was, um, Will we find weapons of mass destruction? Oh my so that was like that was obviously right to lead up to the Iraq War. Yeah, so I can I can yeah. figure out that was the exact date I was there. Yeah, yeah. You know, the context. You know what the answer was? The guy said, "Yes, if we look here." Oh, <laughs> that's clever. I still that's remember that. Clever. Oh my goodness, <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it stuck with you. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, way to turn. He turned it back on us. That's good. That's good. Wow. So when did, um, so I guess, yeah, I'm trying to think. So you were exposed to improv, you know, 20, 20 so years ago, all through work related. And then it reached a point where you wanted to start in investigating and looking into it yourself. You know, growing up, were you interested at all in performing? Was that a part of your life? Did you do music or, or theater, anything like that? Uh, uh, uh no, actually I, I wasn't, I never thought about it. Hmm. I wasn't, wasn't interested in it can't hold a tune to save my life no musical talent whatsoever um so no um and so and and when and when i and when i started doing it i hadn't even thought about performing i just did it for yeah. those other reasons you know yeah. um acquire a skill and right. you know, and try to do something different yeah you thought it would maybe help with work and <laughs> right yeah just yeah stretch yourself a little bit right it's interesting but you stuck with it yeah. you started at uh, Let's see the improv hook. Is that what it was? <laughs> nope. The improv, the improv trick. 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 Yeah. There it is. All right. So you started at the improv trick yeah. back in uh, uh, San Fernando Valley, right? Yeah. And I mean, you kept pursuing it. I mean, even through the pandemic, you're like, I'm going to find a way to make this work and, and coming out of it. So what? What were those initial first few classes or sessions like? From what you can remember. Yeah. Well, um, you know, you learned a lot of the basics. The mm-hmm. yes and. Um, and don't ask questions, yeah. you know, be, be specific. Um, I think what, and I found this in every 
uh, both with the groundlings I was doing and um, mm. especially here. You know, it's just such a supportive environment. And um, yeah, I really like that. The thing I really liked, um, and this was from the get-go, is uh, sort of the teamwork. Mm. You know, part of it, how you um, you support you support one another. Yeah. And I got to realize that that's, you know, that's a big, big part of it. And, you know, one of the things I remember from early on is there were, there were certain people there, and this is true, I think, in any improv, who were really there to try to be funny. Yeah. And um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Usually it doesn't, in my view. Um, and uh, it's just, it's, I mean, you want, you want to, it turns out to be funny for all these reasons, but mm. sort of when you try to be funny and that's what that's your objective for yeah. going there, it doesn't really seem to work. And so the whole thing was like a lot different than what I expected. Mm. I think I, I think what surprised me is just was it was way more fun because I thought, yeah. okay, you know, I'm going to try this thing, and uh, once I take these four classes, I can say, okay, I did that, and now I'm done. <laughs> and but I, you know, keep coming back. So. Yeah, you're still here, and you've you've taken classes at a few different studios, right? The Improv Trick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the Groundlings, right, during the pandemic, and now yeah. IFTP. Um, have you noticed between those three different, let's say, studios, right, uh, any differences in philosophy, would you say? Well, um, uh, some are kind of silly. Hmm. It's, I, don't know, I, don't, I don't know if it's philosophy. Uh, the improv trick, uh, the owners, he's, um, he's a guy named Bill Schott, C-H-O-T-T, if you Google him. He's done some TV work and stuff. He's, he's very, um, and the, the, to his credit, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to, how to say this so it sounds right. He's very concerned about like, um, not offending pe- people mm. and um, not using offensive language. Yeah. Exactly. Whereas Matt, you know, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> yeah, this studio, <laughs> well, we offend everybody. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's, so that's one of the that's, that's, that's one of the differences. Yeah. I'm fine with either way. Yeah, I, I, yeah sure. I, I totally understand. This is an approach. But it's like I hate, but Bill was like really. You had to be really careful. Yeah. Um, and of course, the other uh, the other studios would have like set classes, like like the Groundlings. I think there were the classes would be there four or six sessions, and you do like improv one, and then you move on to improv two and improv three. And that kind of thing. Whereas here, I remember Matt saying, "Here, it's it's more like a gym membership." Mm-hmm. And um, so, uh, and the improv trick, the rally is not so much because it was virtual. The improv trick, you do build community because a lot of people like you kind of move through the the, the progression. Yeah, but it's not super structured because it's one guy, yeah. and he some, he would offer a class and then maybe nothing for a couple few months and then offer another class. Whereas here, you know, you really build much more of a community because you see a lot of the same people yeah, you know, you're in the- every week. So that is, that's a big difference. Yeah. And it's something that's, um, I just, you know, it's just fantastic. Yeah. And the, and the other thing, and you've, I know you've talked about this on the podcast, is um, <clears throat> just the wide range of ages, demographics. Yeah. Um, I help, I represent the older end of the demographic and there are young people and, and all different kinds of professions and yeah so it's just it's really unusual i don't know how many places you go that have that kind of thing yeah not in my experience not a ton <laughs> yeah which is something i think that that drew me in as well i yeah just from my first class i was like wow this is cool yeah this, this is like 
all sorts of folks here, which is just interesting. And it's more fun because whatever is being brought into scenes, you know, there's so much more variety and life experience differs, right? It's because I do this for work or I'm a little older than you. I'm a little younger than you, you know? We're all bringing something unique to the table and that influences your work, right? Your scenes, your references, your choices that you make. Yeah. Um, and that makes everything more interesting. The, the other thing I think that's interesting, and we were talking about this this before, is that, um, you know, when you find out what someone actually does, I'm just like, you're so yeah. surprised. Yeah. Like, and the example I usually use is, is uh, Jamie. Because um, mm-hmm. I said to him, Jamie, if someone gave me 10 guesses as to what you did for a living, a lawyer would not have been one no. of the No, the not guesses. at all. Not at all. <laughs> And so it's just, you're just, I just, you're sort of delighted by Yes. Oh, like that guy's an ophthalmologist. <laughs> <laughs> I never would have guessed that. Yeah. Which I think is kind of amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's always sort of a fun reveal, I think. Too. Yeah. I'm like, oh, you do that? <gasps> wow. Yeah. Yeah. So unique. One of the, one of the fun gems to learn about your classmates. Yeah. 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 It was like first we saw their faces and then we learned that <laughs> right, right. Right. That's really great. Um so what, what class are you in right now currently? Saturday morning with Saturday. Matt. Saturday mornings with Matt. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And during your time here at IFTP, have you been in classes with some of the other teachers? Have you mostly stuck with Matt? Uh so my regular class is with Matt. Mm-hmm. Um I I will say I'm a sort of a Matt groupie. Sure, sure. Um, I understand. Yeah, I confess to that. Um uh, I've, I've taken classes from almost everyone because, like, like makeup classes. I, I live kind of far away. It's a little tough for me to get, yeah. get here during the week. But um, if I miss a class, I will come during the week. So I think I've taken classes from almost every instructor, and they're all fantastic. Absolutely. And um, and I, I I love just kind of learning different things, from different instructors. I think I and sometimes I think, well, maybe I should take Benjamin's class on Saturdays. Mm. instead of maths but i never quite seemed to do it yeah yeah because <laughs> it's like i know i know this class works for me and i know i'm going to be pushed and, and learn something yes yeah. yeah i feel that i during my time as a student i was in maths class the whole time so. <laughs> oh good i feel better <laughs> yeah but through makeup classes i did yeah yeah, yeah. and i went to ava's went to jamie's went went to ben's uh i've never been to a liam class i i have <gasps> Ah, Fantastic! You've seen the, the other side of the curtain. Yes, yeah. yeah fact, I mean, he's such a student. I, I remember yeah. actually his podcast. If I may digress a bit, absolutely. He he recommended some books. Mm-hmm. I've read one of them, and I have the other on my nightstand. There you go. Which which book did you read? Uh, I read um, Improv Wisdom. Okay. Um, yeah. And then the other one. Wait, there's one by a Stanford professor. Mm-hmm. It's Improv Wisdom and. I can't remember the name of the other one. I think Improvism was one I haven't read. Can't remember. I've read the one by the Stanford professor and the other one's on my nightstand. Okay. So okay. I'm sorry I'm a little vague in the details. No, not at all. <laughs> I don't remember and I was there. So <laughs> I remember the name Improv Wisdom because I was like, I hadn't heard of that one. Because I've read a few. I'm not only on his level, but I, I spent a little time in the pages of Improv. If you will. <laughs> but I, uh, yeah. I got to circle back and get, get to that one. But he is such a student of yeah. Improv. Yeah. I think of him as like a professor. Yes, yeah. <laughs> With his students. And, uh, I love that persona for him. Yeah. I'm like, Professor Clancy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I picture him in my mind. But fantastic. All right. Um, so during your time as an improviser, what do you think are some areas that you've grown in 
as a performer, as an improviser? Yeah, I, I, if, if we want to talk to areas I haven't uh, grown in, it's probably a longer list. Because um, I, I, I just like, well, kind of the running joke in our household is I'll come home um, after a session and my wife would say, well, how was it? And the standard line is, I don't think I was the worst one. <laughs> but I'm probably being generous to myself in that. Um, I, you know, when you, when you start out, you don't don't know anything. I think, um, I, I hope I've gotten better in, in, um, in sort of being patient in a scene. Mm. Like, uh, cause when you first start, you're like, go and you, like, you have to yeah, say something fast yeah. and, um, just to, just be able to slow down and not only not in starting the scene, but also, um, just like in a scene, like you don't have to have banter that's, that's back and forth. No, you don't. So I, I think I've developed that somewhat um that's probably the main thing i can think of a longer list of things that i could do a lot better yeah but i mean patience is such a big one because if you if you learn to have that patience it'll feed into so many other skills and techniques that you need to have in a scene if you can slow things down you're able to think just a teeny bit more not too much because you're not thinking a lot but you can maybe process (laughs) what's going on a little better yeah i i feel that i think there are still times where I just need to pump the brakes a little bit, just, just a little bit, a little bit. But yeah, we'll see. We'll play. We'll do some improv in a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see if I'm have a lead foot tonight. Uh, <laughs> all right, Patrick. Uh, so, what would you say? Have you seen uh, between the work that you do, right, uh, digital marketing, public relations, and the, your experience in improv, the training that you've had? Has there been crossover in skills or things you've taken back to work or things from work that you've taken into improv? Yeah. So, um, you know, I, I, I think I, I mentioned when I, when I first started, um, I worked public relations, um, not that often cause we're, we're, we're not like UCLA health or anything. We're, we're relatively small, but sometimes there'll be a crisis or media event where I have to talk to a number of people. Sure. I, I thought improv would help me. It doesn't really do anything for that. Mm-hmm. Um, not, it's not, it's not bad or good, but it's, that's, I just learned that that's not a really like an important transferable skill right. and that you want to gray space and make stuff up, which probably not in those situations. Not supposed to. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I, I actually, I, I, I think the way it's, it's helped me the most is, is, um, is how much joy it's brought to my life. Mm-hmm. And so it just, and I think some of that just sort of carries over to other areas. Yeah. So as far as like technical skills, I don't know that tell me that much, even though I remember talking to, um, to Jamie about this one time and I was saying, you know, I just don't feel like I'm, I'm transferring my improv skills to work. Like it's mm. the feeling. And he goes, well, he goes like with me, I feel like it, I just, it helps him to, to be more present yeah. at work. And so, <laughs> so I thought, okay, I'm going to try to be, Right, more yeah. present at work, but you know, as you know, you could be in these meetings where someone's droning on and on and on. Uh, <laughs> and thinking, okay, I'm gonna try to be. <laughs> I'm gonna try to be present here. It's hard, <laughs> and I can I can go for a few minutes. Hey, yeah, that's good. I I try. I mean, I I'm sure for you this is also true, but a lot of things are online, meeting wise, and it's yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's it's tough and yeah maybe I would say my improv skills could transfer there a little more. 
little more. I don't know about you. It sounds like you, you're doing good there. <laughs> no, I'm taking transfer a lot more. Yeah. Especially if I'm, you know, if there's not much I can contribute to the meeting, but I have to be there. Like, full transparency, I'm going to be in a, in a Zoom job interview later this week. Not me interviewing me, interviewing someone, but yeah. part of a large panel. Like, it's like 14 people. Yeah. So, you know, it's... It's a <laughs> yeah. lot of folks to be interviewing one guy. Yeah. yeah. Whoever Whoa. it is. That poor know. guy. Yeah. No, I. It's, yeah. It's, I don't want to get into it too much, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, 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 it's interesting. Uh, but those are just tough because, you know, you're hearing the strengths, weaknesses, you know, yeah. those, those job interview questions that we all know. That yeah. Just. Uh, yeah. 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 So uh, that's going to be my push for myself. And uh, in next week's episode, <laughs> I'll let you know how the meeting went. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Good luck. And if we hired the guy, yeah. yeah, or girl, I I have no idea who it is. We haven't, yeah, we haven't got any of that client info. Yeah. That's a work problem. I'm not going to think about that right now. Okay, okay. okay. Uh, I really appreciate the fact that you mentioned that in your work, in particular, right? You, with particularly medical things, you don't want to be doing a lot of gray spacing because <laughs> probably the facts are very important there. And yeah. if you were just adding in little tidbits, <laughs> flourishes here and there, that that could cause some problems, I imagine. In your that's work. right. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. That's that's a yeah. basic tenet. Yeah. <laughs> like, just say what you need to say. Don't add anything to it. And yeah. say what you know, and if you don't know, you say you don't know it. Yeah, yeah. Just be honest about it. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, um, I heard. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to fight your uh, improv skills. Right, right, right. Yeah, it's a battle. Yeah, that yeah. way you have to push away the the, the, the improv yeah. skills. Yeah, and now I'm just imagining a very funny scenario where someone goes up there and just flies off the handle. Yeah. That could have some devastating effects, but I guess that's that's yeah. about politicians um anyway uh, <laughs> that's what they do um now i'm getting political All right uh okay patrick so right now in improv class you you've got class upcoming this saturday what's an area so we talked about something you feel like you've improved on what's something you want to improve on as and as an improviser you're like you know this is the thing i'm focusing on right now it's it's my initiations in a scene it's uh, making supporting moves whatever that is so just it's one uh a, a, a clarification, which isn't important. There's no, there's no class this Saturday. <gasps> oh, you're right. There, there is no class this Saturday. <laughs> so I will not be working on anything in particular this Saturday. But you've got some time. Saturdays yeah. I have to work on. Um, one is accents, mm. because my accents are not only they're terrible, but that doesn't really matter. It's more that I'm afraid to do them. Yeah. Because when they're terrible, they're sometimes more amusing. That's that almost matter. better. Yeah. <laughs> but I just feel I'm so self-conscious about that. Yeah. Like Matt was, was telling us a week or so ago, he goes, I'm going to, I'm going to give each of you a permission slip when you walk to class and you mm. can, you can make a fool out of yourself or you can, you can just let go because that's one of the, the hardest things. Yeah. And then the other thing, um, is range. Like, um, I feel the really good improvisers have a range of like from one to 10, like mm -hmm. they can play one character and then another character that's way distance. I feel yeah. my, my range is like, 4.9 to 5.1 <laughs> and just like trying to pay a, a, like a wider range of characters yeah. as matt often says i don't want to see patrick in the scene i want to see the the person in the scene and, and that uh uh that's a struggle for me and then the this how much time do we have here because i'm going off oh, <laughs> <work. laughs> um the other thing is um 
and I just really feel like this is one of the main things that separates the good improvisers from the rank and file like me is, um, and good improvisers like Matt and Jamie and you and the, the teachers is, um, no, I put you in that. I definitely put you in that category very kind. is you can make a scene work with anyone. Mm-hmm. Like you can be up there with the most unskilled person and make the scene work. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't do that. I mean, I can try, I can sort of maybe kind of, you know, kind of muddle through, but I, I marvel at that ability mm-hmm. of, of the really good improvisers. How they can be up there with a stump and <laughs> And they can, they can just make it work. And I just find that just amazing, that skill. And to be able to get to that level is something I really would like to be able to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, from what I've seen of others, I think that just comes with time and really just whoever that other person is up there, your partner, just making them feel supported. Because if you, even if they're, like you said, just kind of a stump up there, it happens, you know, especially if you're new or inexperienced. You can freeze up a little bit or just not know what to do or be floundering. And right. An uh, 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 incredibly supportive partner who just keeps agreeing with whatever you do and helping you justify it can really make turn any scene into something fun to watch. Or, or, or breaking all the rules. Yeah. Like, um, yeah. like you know, denying and, and all the other things you're not supposed to do. But mm. the really good good improvisers can work their way out of that where yeah. i always be like you're not supposed to do that right <laughs> <laughs> um excuse me teacher <laughs> exactly they said no can we redo that <laughs> take it back take it back take it back yeah. yeah 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 and i think i i i'm with you sometimes in that sometimes i'm just like no we're just gonna, we're just gonna follow the rules like, you're doing it wrong like, just do the improv right <laughs> but we at the end of the day with improv, you got to have a little bit of flexibility. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, a yeah. lot. Yeah. yeah. Because at the end of the day, it's two people getting up there and making it up. So you never know what's going to come out. Yeah. And, and like, like I said, you know, I can make those scenes work, but the difference between the, the like if we had a s- series of those and there were the sort of the professional improvisers to me, when I went home and my wife asked me how it went, I'd have to say I was the worst one today. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay we we all have our days we all have our days all right so patrick i want to push you on something let's do an accent oh right now your pick i was i got the permission slip from matt he he sent it over uh a few minutes before you got to the studio tonight he said well, you know what you and patrick you're gonna do some accents Okay, I'm going to leave now. <laughs> I'm going to start my other studio. You can't leave. <laughs> well, Michael O'Chop, it's really good to be here from uh, from England, where it's been quite foggy and cold lately. Absolutely, yeah. It's been like bloody foggy, mate. And yeah. uh, I, I was at the uh, the coronation, and the weather was quite oh. fine then, but since then we've had beastly weather, beastly Dare I say, such beastly weather that we've had. That's quite true. I, I didn't see you at the coronation, were you? Now, were you in front of the stage or watching on one of those giant screens? Well, this may come as, as surprising, but I actually had a food cart there in the street. <gasps> Fish and chips. It's my specialty. That's quite an incredible thing to have it. I'm so sorry I missed you. I, I would have loved to pick up some fish and chips while watching... Uh, the next monarch. We all know their name. <laughs> I believe it's Charles. Is I believe his name is Charles. Right. Yes. I I, you know, I, 
I'll be honest with you, I, I don't actually care about the royal family. Well, I can't say I do, but I have, I have to tell you. He stopped by for some fish and chips. No. He did? The King of London. The King of London stopped by. You've got to put that in a sign on your card. Well, you know, I thought about it, but I heard he had some intestinal difficulties the next day. Ooh. It's a bit, a bit of a scam. I pray the king doesn't find your, your yellow page. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't checked. I wonder if he posted. Blackout! <laughs> hey, thank you, thank you. You did it. You jumped from there. We did a British scene. Love it. I think my version of British changed like two and a half times. So I realized that was like I wanted to match you, and then I lost a little bit. So I, I think you had a bit of cockney at the, cockney at the beginning. I did, yeah. yeah. And then I was like, wait, yeah, we're, we're a little fancier now, so I gotta I gotta shift a little bit. <laughs> It's, uh, it used to be better, but it's, you know, it's all the same, right? <laughs> well, thank you for pushing me on that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I do need to try it. Yeah, it's, I find it fun because I think, and this is what you mentioned, like, I will always be down to hear, like, a, a, do a game with an accent or watch something with an accent because it's always going to, it's pretty much going to be like, the person struggles or they're amazing and there's no in between. Right. And I love either version. Yeah, yes, I, yes. And I'm going to enjoy it because at the end of the day, I know what you're trying to do. So I believe it. Even yeah. It's yeah. like if yeah. that person is stumbling. Yeah. And so I'll always refer to like, Yeah. Because even if the person is stumbling through it, they're still trying to do it. Which yeah. You have to respect it. And, and, and in class, I know I've done this thing. My accent. Like you're just saying, it changes yeah. like five times. Yeah. In the scene. Like, are you someone else? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like, you, oh, you moved. <laughs> right. What happened? <laughs> oh, so I guess you've been spending time in a different part of the country. All of a sudden, yeah, it's like, oh, you're you're from the southern area now. <laughs> I see. Interesting. Yeah, it's, I love that. I love that. I love that. All right. Uh, so I got a couple more questions for you, Patrick, and then we're gonna play. Some games. Great. Um, so my uh, second to last question for you. What would you say so far, and I, I think you've touched on this here and there, has been the, the impact of improv in your life? And that can be outside of work. That can be outside of class. Or it can just be class itself. So, um, you know, I think the main thing, uh, uh, as I mentioned, is just the joy it's brought to my life. Yeah. Now, I, I actually have a, a pretty good life. I have a wife I love. Dearly, and I think she feels the same way. But I, I think she does. Okay, I hope so. And, I, um, I've never met her. I'm basing this on And um, I have a nice job. I have a good mm. boss. You know, I, I have a lot of things to be thankful for. for but, um, but improv has brought this sort of new dimension. It mm. just, it's just so much fun. Yeah. And there aren't that many things in life where you are like just in that moment, which in improv you have to be. You can't be thinking about other things. Yeah. When you're in a scene, and, and that's yeah. that's really fun. Um, so, and and sometimes I I'm I kind of amaze myself. I think because I think I'm thinking about improv a lot because mm. I think about it a lot. Yeah, like, well, I spend a lot of time thinking about improv. Yeah. Like as Matt says, the best scenes you have are the ones when you're driving home and oh you, gosh, yeah. doing your head. Yeah. There's that, but also just like this whole thing about accents and and stretching myself and reading these books and. It's like it's not I'm like on this self improvement kick. I just yeah. think it's just really fun. Yeah, and it's it's like 
as an art form, although say I'm practicing an art form is also a bit of a stretch, but, but it is an art form for those who really do it. Um, but it's just, I just think it's so, so interesting. Um, like anyone can do it. And there's so many like nuances and parts yeah. to it. That's, that it's just, um, I've become obsessed. Yeah. That's how it's changed my life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think wow, what, I, what I'm picking up from what you're saying, and it, I just thought of it like this, and this is like a personal belief. I, I guess that I have is like, I think it's important for us as human beings. It's like, uh, you have your family life, what that looks like. You have your career, your job, right? But it's important to have, I think at least one thing outside of that, that's maybe separate from those two things that you can still enjoy. You know, that's cause you need to have something removed from work. Yeah. And, you know, even though you are a member of a family, you're still an individual as well and need to have something that, that helps build that identity, right? And I think for a lot of us here in IFTP, that's improv. That's the work we get to do here week in and week out. Like, you know, there's that whole idea of like the third place. Right. Right. But right. there also needs to be a third thing, like a third right. group or community or, you know, something that you're involved in and invested in and wanting to learn about and spend your time with. I think yeah. that's... I mean, I know for me it's here. It yeah. sounds like it is for you too. And like, um, that's sort of like what hobbies do for, for yeah. people. There's a lot, there's yeah. a fair amount of research how, how hobbies are important. I think of improv as a hobby. Somehow I think of it as something different. But yeah. um, it kind of has the same yeah. uh, 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 beneficial effects, I think. Yeah, because I think with hobbies, I think of like you have to like go to the, like you buy like oh new thing for my hobby came out i have to buy you have to buy like gear or equipment or yeah. you know something like that where improv you physically have nothing right <laughs> every time <laughs> yeah it's just you're you have to get involved somewhere with a group or you know something like that it's it's different in that way but i think yeah and now my mind's going crazy because i'm like oh yeah we we need hobbies because we've done such a good job of like automating and making life easier yeah. we need to find different ways to fill our time, right? And as humans, we need to find fulfillment because we're not spending all day churning butter and milking cows and, uh, you know, getting water from the well 20 miles from our house. Right. <laughs> so oh, we, we have to find that thing yeah. To, yeah. to help give us something to keep keep going for. Yeah. That's, that's, so improv, uh, the new well. <laughs> that's how we can describe it. <laughs> that. That's perfect. Do you, do you as a medical professional endorse that? Yes, I do. As a medical professional, as a marketing person, no, but as a medical professional, yes. Mm, good, 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 good. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll work on the marketing professional side of things. Okay. <laughs> All right, Patrick, I have one final question for you. And thank you for sharing that, by the way, too. Yeah. Um, you as an improviser, right? We are in July. It's almost August, though. Oh, gosh. 2023 is going quick. Um, let's say maybe by the end of 2023 or going into early 2024. Yeah, yikes. What are some goals or objectives or just things you'd like to try or accomplish within your improv work over that time span in the next, let's say, six to nine months? Yeah, it's, it's, it would be those things that I, I talked about. And, you know, there, there are three of them. There are accents, yeah. range, and not, not being myself. Yeah. And if I had to, like, rank those... Um, I think like not being myself is is probably the main priority because I feel like I go into a lot of scenes and I'm kind of like the same per like mm. same same person all the time. Yeah. And whereas again, the like first of all, 
uh, my wife just 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 for on the record, she's crazy about Matt. She talks about Matt mm. all the time because she's been to a lot of shows. Yeah, he's sure. so funny and everything. You know, like what about me? I was he's the show. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, he he can have so many personas. Yes, and, yes, and he can. And um, and then and she likes Jamie too. Just to do, yeah, sure. Shout out, but um, so that I guess. To sort of lose, to more lose myself when mm. I'm, I'm in a scene and, and yeah. be a different person yeah. would be the one thing that I really would like to be able to do better. Yeah. And it's the way I once heard it said, I don't remember who, or maybe I read it somewhere. It's like with improv, it's not that you're being yourself in every scene. It's seeing what bits of yourself you can apply to each character. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. No, no matter what, right, whatever character you're assuming in a scene, it's going to be influenced by you. Yeah. You know, you're, that character's point of view because it's all based off what you already know. Right. And that's it. You know, right. you only know what you know. Yeah. So even if you're, you know, your range is you're at 10 on the, on the like this side of that range, there's still going to see bits of Patrick in there. That's true. Yeah. It's true. And I think yeah. for those other things, they'll, they'll fall into place as you work on that. Like with accents, if you get that range down first, that'll help build the confidence and you'll just be like, oh yeah, this. This character, this part of the range, does accents. So we're doing accents tonight. Yeah. You know, I'm going to be Dutch in this next scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, right? Whatever that looks like. You, you're just going to go for it. So I think that'll come, and you'll get there. Well, thank you. I, I hope that's true. I think so. I guess we'll find out. Uh, yeah. I guess we'll find out. I want to see a, at a press conference, <laughs> just bust out a character sometime. Tell the truth. We'll bust out a character. <laughs> Which accent do you think I should use in the press conference? Uh, I think you should have, like, a spinner and then just have a bunch of accents. To just, <laughs> that way really you, you cannot prepare. Yeah. And it'll be so much more interesting that way. That's, that's a fantastic idea. Get up there, French I accent. Go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, okay. I, I will do that. Yeah. It's in, and then, you know, it'll go out on the internet. It'll go viral. <laughs> it could really raise the profile of our hospital. Absolutely. For all the right reasons. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure people will come flocking there. Yeah, this is, you got the, the accent guy. Right? <laughs> he, he does all the press conferences, different accent. I love it. I, I don't know what he's talking about, but I love the accent. But I love it, and I want to get my appendix out at this hospital. You guys do appendixes, right? <laughs> appendicitis. I think it's appendicitis. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, appendicitis, right? Yeah. You guys do appendicitis, right? This, this is a spot? Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I have it or not, but get in there. <laughs> Just go ahead and take it. Do that laparoscopic uh, surgery. Yeah. Check me out. See? That's, uh, we're finding a way to really weave an improv to your work. We may actually hire you as a consultant. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, if you'd like your hospital to close down, I'm your guy. <laughs> I'm your guy. Give me six months. <laughs> and uh, I'll, I'll make some moves. You have some fantastic ideas. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, I uh, I'm gonna look into that uh, appendix uh, appendicitis marketing. It's a it's a project I have. Yeah, I, I think I think you may have something there. You may be onto something. All right, thank you. I, I'll take that vote of confidence. I just you might want to keep your day job just a little while longer until mm. Oh no, up. I've already submitted my two weeks <laughs> while we've been recording. Said, <laughs> hey boss, I, I've got this hot new idea. Nobody's talking about this. But they will be. Is your wife aware of your plans? Um, you know, I find that uh, the less I communicate, the happier we are. No, no. Okay. That would be so terrible. Oh, my gosh. She'd be, she'd be so confused. <laughs> and I'd tell her, I'd be like, you still have your appendix? This could work for you. And then 
Is that a HIPAA violation that I just shared that? Uh, it might be, but you're not actually in healthcare yet, so I think you're okay. That's true. I'm, I'm good to go. In fact, I'm surprised you knew what HIPAA was. It's impressive. Uh, through work. Or no, well, I think in sports, a lot of times there's like, you know, an athlete has an injury and uh, sometimes like information will leak about the injury and like, oh, it's a HIPAA violation. So I more know about it from jokes rather than <laughs> seeing it in a serious context, I think. But you're, I don't talk to a lot of people who drop HIPAA violation into conversation. Uh, that's, that's impressive. Why do I know that? Oh, maybe. I think it's work-related. Because in my teaching part of my career, uh, having access to student medical records, right, right, and knowing things about students that other students don't need to know, but me as the adult in the room would need to know. That's probably why. I think there was some training that went along with that. Can you tell me some stuff? Absolutely. So, yeah, there's this one kid. (laughs) Their name is Blank Blank, and they have Blank. That's amazing. I got loads of knowledge up here. Let me me grab my laptop real quick. I'll I'll show you some PDFs. We'll we'll go over the whole thing. That would be so much fun. Yeah. there's nothing I love learning more than other folks' medical secrets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's why I know violation. <laughs> oh boy, that's a it's a niche uh, niche brand of humor. I think HIPAA <laughs> 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 violations. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, all right, Patrick, uh, you ready to do some improv? I am. All right, we have three somehow still original games. Amazing uh, that we're going to be playing tonight. Um, and uh, this first game uh, is going to be called Sudden. Well, no, I'm not going to tell you the name. I'll tell you the name after I get some information from you. Uh, so I want you to tell me, Patrick, what are three movies that you enjoy? I'm going to date myself here. Uh, sure. The Graduate. The Graduate, okay. Uh, yes. Hannah and Her Sisters. Hannah and Her Sisters. Okay. And um, uh, a Woody Allen film, um, which uh, Hannah and Her Sisters is, but another one called... Uh, bananas. Bananas. Okay. Okay. I want you, Patrick, just, uh, just pick one of those movies for me. Of those three, if you had to watch one tonight, which would you watch? Uh, I would watch Bananas. Bananas. Perfect. All right. So we're going to take the film Bananas, and uh, you're going to create the sudden sequel for the film Bananas. And what I need you to do is that uh, you're going to describe to me the sequel to Bananas. That's uh, that's in development right now. I, I need you to pitch it to me. I'm a I'm a hungry. I'm not I'm not hungry. I'm an excited audience member, but you need to convince me why I should come see the sequel to Bananas. All right, and uh, yeah, uh, I'll just I'll let you go. You'll explain the film, and then I'll black us out. And I think you're done. So there's a sequel to to Bananas. Oh, it's it's fantastic. So you may remember, um, or you may not, but um, the Woody Allen character in Bananas was the head of a South American country, but in the end, you know, it didn't work out. Well, in the sequel, he becomes president of the United States. Oh, my gosh. It is fantastic. And there's a scene in Bananas where he has a decree where people have to wear their underwear on the outside of their clothes. Mm. Well, he he... Um, imposes a decree as president of the United States that people have to wear their pants on the upper part of their body <gasps> and their shirts and everything on the lower part of the body. <sighs> and of course, there's there's an outcry. Yeah. And there's uh, you know oh there's gosh. there's turmoil in Congress and there's 
there's press conferences and his advisors are advising against it. And it actually, it's, it's hard to believe it turns into, it's, it's, it's not a comedy. What? It's a, it, it's a drama. Oh, it's very serious. Genre change. Yes. Yeah. And it is gripping because you don't really know what's going to happen. Or like when people first started wearing their shirts and everything on the bottom, they're tripping and everything. And uh, it seems funny, but, <laughs> that really, sounds hilarious. It's, but it's really not that funny because like people are falling in the rivers <gasps> and, um, oh like, you know, they're, they're tripping when they're crossing the street and there's this, so there's this, like, there's this, um, that country is in turmoil, which is yeah. it's hard to believe our country could be in turmoil. Yeah. This country? Yeah, I know. It's the, yeah. the very thought of it is that, just ridiculous. That sounds hilarious to yeah. me. Yeah. So maybe dramedy is the right word, because sometimes mm. when people find it, it's, it's kind of funny. That's like, my favorite but, genre. Yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, I, I, I don't want to tell you the, the ending. You have to come and see yeah, it. Yeah, I got to go but, check this out. I would just say... That Woody Allen has a love interest. Um, just think of Titanic, if I can oh, give a little clue away. Yeah. 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 And, um, although, and then the thing that makes it really, really gripping is I know I'm not even supposed to talk about Woody Allen <laughs> for several reasons. It's so. all right. They, they, I believe they shot this before the oh, allegations. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah that, that is true. Yeah. But um, anyway, so it's just like the, you know, there has to be a creative arc. Mm. I don't even know what creative arc means, but I know there has to be one. Yeah. And, and, and the creative arc, the tension just ramps up as he becomes more wow. entrenched in his way. Wow. He issues more decrees, like uh, people wearing eyeglasses, and they have to wear on the back of the head. It just goes on and on. Like when you're driving a car, you have to be in reverse all the time. Oh, my goodness. And he somehow, he has a vision for the country that this is going to be good for, good for the country. Yeah. It's a little bit hard to, I don't want to like, You've got to see it. Yeah, yeah. You've got to see it. You've got to see it. And actually, it probably sounds a little ridiculous, but it kind of makes sense. Yeah. Watching the movie. Yeah. And so, you know, there's, um, there's, there's, you know, there's a lot of of turmoil. He becomes more and more isolated, kind of like in a Nixon sort of way. Yeah. yeah. And there's, um, there, you know, there, there is, there is a break in, you know, they, they try to work in a lot of stuff. Like there's a break in at a hotel. There's these things called the, the, um, the military papers Uh-oh. that are that someone steals and mm. is released. Yeah. Um, there's uh, there's an overseas war. They kind of like try to work in a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff movie, that's but, uh, from yeah, the U.S. Yeah. history. Or yes, that was yeah. maybe topical at the time when they shot the film. Right. So there's like some historical fiction kind of stuff, right. which is really like oh, I love that. Yeah, I think you know it's educational. Too. So it's there's drama, there's comedy. I'm like, what what else could you want in the movies? What else? Uh, it sounds like it has everything for me. I I just have a, a couple questions about the film, sure. if if you don't mind. Oh, well, I mean, I, I can only reveal so much, but I right, I may have to right. be kind of oblique. I'm sure, you're under contract. Uh, yeah. Um, what's the name of the film? Banana sequel. Well, actually, the the name is um is uh, uh avocados. Ah. <gasps> uh, Bad Woody Allen. I know. It's bad Woody yeah. Allen. Yeah, because yeah. there's a whole thing about pits and all that. Oh, yeah. okay. Don't say no more. Yeah. Say no more. Yeah. One other question. Besides Woody Allen, is there any stars in this film? Yeah. Just, just to really get me in the door. Well, um, I'm going to be name dropping here, but have you ever heard a guy named, uh, named Harrison Ford? No. Yes. No. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. Oh, my gosh. And... 
M-S. Does that mean anything? Meryl. It's rhymes with sleep. Oh, my gosh. No. Yes. Meryl with Harrison with Woody? Yes. Say no more. Yeah. Say no more. And the Titanic person's name I can't remember. (sighs) Did did Cap? Well, him, but Cameron. also the, who's the, the the female lead? Oh yeah, <laughs> she plays Rose <laughs> Winslet. Oh, that's Kate. Right. Yes, yeah. Well, don't now Winslet. People found out I was four. Alan, it's supposed to be revealed at the premiere. So sorry, if they sorry, find out, I'm going to say anything. You promise, please, because my job is on the line. Thank you so much for sharing about this film. I, my excitement, you know, before I was just like, oh, great, another sequel. But now, I'm in. I've, I bought two tickets already. I don't know who I'm taking with me, but <laughs> I mean, it's it's. I mean, it's good that you got them. Yes, they're gonna sell out. Yeah, it's it's gonna be huge. They're gonna sell out. Blackout. <laughs> <laughs> I like I like how you pitched that movie to me. You're like, it's a well, it's not really a comedy. <laughs> it's more of a drama. <laughs> I was kind of all over the place there. I loved it though. I loved it though. <laughs> and also, I uh, I don't know too much about the film Bananas, but now I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of fun. It's really old. so. I, I have to confess, I hardly ever go to the movies. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Even though I used to work for HBO eight mm. years ago, so I'm I'm struggling to come up with something that's that's. Uh, and so. Uh, the audience, maybe ten percent of them will even have heard of bananas. And it was, I think it was released like in the seventies or something like that. But it it may stand up for yeah. all you know. Yeah, I mean, it already sounds like a fun premise. And then, well, I'm thinking about someone passing. It sounds like ridiculous legislation, <laughs> which that's that's fun. <laughs> yeah. That's a fun premise in and of itself. And I'm sure there's a lot more hijinks that happen in the film. It sounds like. So in the sequel, avocados. Oh boy. Oh boy. It's going to be big. Yeah. That's all I didn't say. I'm a little sad that that's a fake movie. I think boffo is the word that like the trade publications mm. use. Boffo. 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 Yeah, that, that sounds that sounds right. Sounds right. And I mean, you're in marketing, so this, this game was made for you. I think there is a like an appendix scene in the movie <gasps> too. Rip. This film is right up my alley. I, I think it is. I've been looking for this movie my whole life. It's I believe you have. Well, not my whole, just since the appendix. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Well, nice job, Patrick. Thank you for playing that. We're going to move on to our next game. Uh, this one is called Genre Switch. So in this game, uh, there's going to be two genres that we're playing with that we're going to switch between during the scene. And I'm going to give us a suggestion of location to start our scene off. Then we'll take it from there. And at some point, I'm going to call out what genre we're switching to. So to start... This scene, we're going to be in a, let's say, Western genre. And uh, our location that we'll be set in for this Western genre scene is, of course, the Plains. We're in the Plains, which is almost a terrible suggestion, but it's what the app told me. So we're going to be in the Plains. This is a Western setting or Western genre of film. And at some point during the scene, our genre is totally going to change. We'll find out what it is, and I'll black us out when we're done. Sounds great. Dusty. Hey, partner. Are we ever going to get the cattle to the next town? 
I don't know. Now, I know they said that these planes were great, but shoo-wee, you've been traveling now for two weeks with this herd of cattle. And I'm trusting you to navigate us through. Uh, Dusty, I gotta tell you, I told you I was a good map reader, but I'm kind of starting to lose confidence. Lose confidence? I'm sorry. Well, well, Cletus, you're... You're the only one of us that can read a map. You know I ain't no cartographer. I have a way with the animals here. But uh, 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 Dusty, you're our guide. Dusty, you're our guide west. I gotta ask you a question. Sure, sure, Cletus. I, I'm feeling a little nervous, but go, go for it. What's a cartographer? Uh, a cartographer is, uh, you know, it's a, it's a map man. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah, ain't you a map man? Uh, well, I thought I was, but but I'd never heard the word cartographer before. Anyway. Oh, oh uh, fiddlesticks. Cletus, I thought you were a map man. <laughs> you see that trail, that trail over yonder? I do, I do. I see that trail over yonder. Where the dust is coming up? Well, on the map, I thought that was a river. I thought we were going to have water. And there, there ain't no river over well, there. Obviously, well, the dust doesn't look like water to me. Johnny Switch. Shakespeare. Master. I must say, I believe that is not a body of water. Heather. Pray thee, do tell. If that doth not a river, thy cattle shall not last the night, shall not last the fortnight's journey hence, hence, and thereto, and therefore, the king will have our heads. If I were a cartographer, I would hence lead us through thy land, guide us through these plains. And rescue us from such a fate that man not ever know. Ah, uh, pray tell. I, I must say, I, I doth told thee that I was a map person, which I believe is a cartographer. And I, I doth confess that I say doth a lot and that I don't think that thee, I, I am a roadmap person, and thus we are in a, how you say in Shakespearean language, bind. I bind. I, Cletus, you must make it plain. Did thou put on a mask to join our humble crew in this wayward westward journey? For thou do not seem to be one who knows the map. I am unmasked at this point, Dusty, for I so badly wanted to join the troop that I posed as an expert in maps, and Dusty is not. Back to Western. Oh, boy, Cletus. I trusted you. I trusted you with my life. I trusted you with my herd's life. If we don't ever make it to Rancher Longbottom's farm, 
This may be it for us, brother. Dusty? I've been on this planet a long time, and I'm not planning on leaving now. We're going to find a way. I'm telling you, we're going to find a way. As a matter of fact, I have an idea. Them cattle can smell water long ways away. Instead of us hurting them, let's let them hurt us and see what happens. Black <laughs> Oh, that was great. That's by Shakespeare. So now you know. <laughs> Why? When, you, when you said that, I was like, oh boy, you don't know what's coming. I was like, oh man, we're, I'm, I'm going to make you do two accents. <laughs> two different voices. That was, yeah. that was fantastic, and my Shakespeare was so bad. Oh, it's so fun, though. I love uh, and just for me, I was like, what's two like opposites? And I was like, Western Shakespeare, great. That's what we're going to do. And then, uh, so I have to tell you, right. my wife and I on Friday night are going to improv Shakespeare. Oh, it's a great show. You've seen it? Oh, it's so much fun at the Largo, right? Well, they're doing it at the Ford Theater. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Which I've never yeah. been to the Ford Theater. I was yeah. wanting to go. So. Yeah. I was just, that's right next to the Amundsen, right? It's the one that's by the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, okay. okay. Over there, over there. So, oh, yeah. So, that's Mark Taper. Okay. okay. You can be honest with me. Are, yes. they as, are they as good as I was in this scene? Um, You know, they're not. Really? Yeah. Well, I so, you might actually be disappointed. No, yeah. just don't tell your wife. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I won't. I won't. This yeah. will come out after. Uh, that yeah. so she'll realize it afterwards. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, maybe, you know, I, I will applaud because I want to be polite. But of course, I'm yeah. sure that you know they probably they probably aspire to yeah. my level. You don't want others in the audience to realize that they're getting a lesser product. Yeah. Okay. It's yeah, good to know. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks it's, for that. It's your cross to bear. You know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, oh man, it's it's a good show. It's a good show. Great. A lot of fun. I've, uh, I've seen him twice. Oh, great! And uh, great. both times, it's it's a hoot. It's a hoot. Oh, I, good. I, I'm a big Shakespeare fan, so I really enjoyed his work, you know, all that. So if you, you know, if, if at any point you've ever read any Shakespeare, you'll enjoy the show. Yeah. And, and I've, you know, I've seen a lot, all the big plays. Now, oh, yeah. So, yeah. 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 And they'll, you know, they'll crack some references or, you know, they, they play with a lot of the tropes from Shakespeare, you know, poison, death, lovers, yeah. you know, all that yeah. good stuff. So yeah. it's just, it's fun to see. Yeah. I would, I think there's a part of me, I was like, one day I would love to do improvise Shakespeare. I, I need to study more, obviously, to get to that level, but I think it would be so fun to try. Well, I think after this last scene, I'd, I'd say you're there. You're right. We're ready. Yeah. I think we're ready. Yeah. We'll, we'll just, that same scene we did, we'll just keep doing that scene. <laughs> and uh, people won't know what to do. <laughs> I'm sure, sure we'll build quite an audience. Absolutely. <laughs> we're we're going to be selling out the Madison Square Garden before you know it. SoFi Stadium, here we come. <laughs> That'll be our venue. <laughs> I, got, I got one more game for us tonight before we close out. Uh, this game, uh, I teased it to you earlier. It's a game that has a little bit of one-upmanship. And um, uh, we'll see how this goes because I feel a little guilty playing this. Uh, this game is called Teacher's Lounge. And oh. in this game, you and I are both teachers. And uh, we're hanging out in the teacher's lounge. And we're both... Uh, well, we're debriefing on the days that we've had here in the classroom. Um, and our job in this game is just to kind of slowly one-up each other about who has had the worst day here at whatever school we're at. Uh, so any questions before we get started? No. Sounds great. Yeah. All right. So this game is called Teacher's Lounge. Patrick and I are teachers. I'll black out when we're done. (sighs) 
So, Phil, I gotta say, it's kind of a long day today. Yeah, hold on. Oh, you're telling me, Ted. I mean, like, I was, uh, I was, you know, I was, I was putting the math lesson on, on the whiteboard and my, uh, the, uh, the writing, uh, implement whose name is escaping me now, the oh, marker, the marker, yeah, it, it ran out of ink. Oh, so my frustrated. Gosh. Oh my gosh. Ted, that, I'm sorry that happened. Yeah. Cause then it's like, then, you know, you got to walk over to the lounge, get in the marker, Jeez. precious minutes, right? Right. Yeah, Teaching yeah. is all about those minutes. Yeah. Especially with math. I mean, yeah. like every minute's important. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm sorry that happened, but honestly, that, that doesn't sound that bad. I, you know, this morning I, I came in, you know, I was getting ready to uh, print my, my packets out, my reading packets for the kids today, you know, because we're, we're studying uh, the World War II. Yeah. And, um, you know, I print out the packets out of staples. So oh. I have to pass out to these kids unstapled packets. And it's... It's just a mess. Oh, yeah. It's just they, a mess. They don't keep them together. Just all sloppy-woppy, you know? Pages gets mixed up. Oh, everything. yeah. Yeah. And it's just, you know, after four periods of that, it's like, oh, boy. Oh, jeez, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's tough. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ted. I... Well, I just... yeah, what a day, huh? Well, the magic marker wasn't actually the only thing that happened. There's more? Well, it's kind of embarrassing, but I was, I was explaining the... Pythagorean theorem. Mm. Yeah. I, don't tell anybody. I think I got it wrong. I think I explained it wrong. What? Yeah. I think I explained what, the... What did you uh, say? I think I explained the Cassius paradox and, and I, and oh. instead of the Pythagorean theorem. And, and I kind of got all mixed up. And, and, uh, and one of the students actually corrected me. That was embarrassing. Oh, my God. I mean, I got back on track. But, you know, <laughs> I kind of lost confidence. That's, uh, it's pretty bad. I mean, you're, you've been teaching for 15 years. I mean, that's the yeah. first time that has ever happened. The Cassius paradox is so different than yeah. the Pythagorean theorem. Yeah. So, like, I, mean, that's, I, I think my mind was kind of wandering. Yeah, that's that, that's that's pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, I, I admit. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty bad. But uh, actually, had something worse happen. Really? Yeah. In... My second period class today. You know, I've, I, I, I've been uh, trying to wear these more uh, orthopedic shoes because, uh, you know, we're standing all day teaching yeah. up yeah. at the board, walking around. I've been getting some lower back pain anyway. I, uh, well, the orthopedic shoes I got, the laces are just so long on them, you know, and I, I try and knot them up every day. But uh, a kid actually was walking by, stepped on my laces, and I tripped. Oh. In front of the whole class, and oh, how embarrassing! I mean, you know that that second period, that that group, my second period. That's a that's a tough group of yeah, kids, I you know. Remember, yeah. You let one thing slip, and you lose them for the next forty five minutes. And I, uh, well, we didn't finish our unstapled reading packets after that because I slipped. So, not only did I trip, but my kids didn't finish their lesson, and we're gonna have to catch up tomorrow. Jeez, what a bus! Sorry, man. My skipping sequence out the window. Yeah, I got a. Uh, Nice little uh, stinger on the on my right knee here. Yeah. You know, so. could have been. I mean, it could have been your appendix or something. So I guess, <laughs> I guess you, can, you can be thankful for. Yeah, that. I guess it could be worse. Yeah. Right? It could yeah. be worse. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, 
those weren't the only things that happened to me today, mm. I have to say. Yeah, you know, I was, um, when I was in, this is actually my third period class. I guess it was, it was wow. right after, yeah. right after year, yeah. years, I was, I was trying to explain the, um, the uh, law of, of, of infinite numbers. Mm, of course. Which, you know, a little complicated. Yeah, yeah. And all of a sudden, I hear like this little sobbing corner and oh the wilson girl yeah yeah oh, she's so sweet amy wilson yeah yeah, yeah good kid and she's crying yeah. and um I said amy's you know is, is everything okay do you want to step outside and she said no no I'm, I'm fine but she she just couldn't control herself and she just started talking about how um you know her her parents used to make her lunch and they're they're getting, they're getting divorced and everything and they don't make her lunch anymore and then kind of picked up and they turned in this huge therapy session in class. Oh. The kids said, my parents were fighting and then someone said, well, my dad's having an affair and pretty, I lost, I, you know, I lost control of the class. Oh my gosh, and, yeah. And all the kids were crying and then yeah. the principal happened to walk in like right, right at the end. Everyone's sobbing, talking about things and I'm, I'm up there trying to love infinite, I'm yeah. kind of standing there helpless. Yeah. I look like a fool. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I was able to explain, but yeah, so, that period couldn't end fast enough. Yeah. And the way our principal is, you know, it's like, let's hope, you know. I, I'm pretty sure I got Martin approached or something in my phone. Yeah, you might get, you might get yeah. written up. Yeah. yeah. That's, it's a bummer. Uh, you know, that's, um, that sucks. Yeah. yeah sorry that happened. It was, it was, it was tough. It was, it, was, uh, it was kind of a black mark. I gotta tell you something. I, you know, those kids... Your third period, those kids go into my fourth period. Class. Yes. Yeah. 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 This, you know, they go right from your room to my room. Yeah. They came into my room. I saw they were all upset. And I, uh, you know, was trying to lighten their spirits up. And I don't know why I did this, but uh, yeah, I had some uh, grapes in my lunchbox and uh, <laughs> I, th I, I threw a grape at a student and just said, food fight. And no. They, yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I, of course, there's a great bit Damien, you know, who, you know, usually we have a pretty good rapport, but uh, Damien was not in the mood. I guess from whatever disaster you had in your class, uh, the kids, they all sort of taking out their lunches. And we had a full on food fight in the classroom. Full on no. food fight. Yeah. Full-on food fight, just, you know, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches flying. And, you know, uh, Tyler's got that peanut allergy, so I just sent him down to the office because he just got a glob right in the face. And, oh, boy. You know, just hives. And uh, it, was, it was a disaster. I mean, the, uh, the, the computers in the classroom ruined because of all the food just flying around. You know, there's Cheetos in the keyboard. And what a mess. There's just milk everywhere. And, uh, yeah, I... Jeez. So, so, yeah. Well, you know, it's, I don't know where to go after that. Well, you know, it's interesting you brought that up yeah. about how my class went into your class. Because, yeah. uh, you know, your second period class without the staples, they're my fifth period class. Right. Yeah. Same kids. And uh, they um, they came in and they seemed like a little edgy. Like I kind of thought something was wrong. I didn't, I didn't know, you know, yeah. what, what would have happened in your second period. But I was, was kind of trying to, to calm them down and, and, um, and then, you know, Tyler. Yeah. It's pretty, he's kind of, you know, he's kind of an, an, an edgy kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah and um, he, he started like 
screaming at Brandon that Brandon had messed up his papers. And yeah. that, now I know what he, what he was talking Wait, about. Wait, Brandon R. or Brandon W.? Well, it was Brandon W. Brandon W. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. You know, kind of the big kid. Yeah. And and I said, come on, you guys, it's going to be, and I tried to calm down. They started fighting. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And then uh, all the other kids, like, they, there's this full on, bro- no. like, and, and did you hear, I don't know if you heard the sirens, but I, you know, I, I, what? Like, we had the police came. Oh, my gosh. And they were off. I, I totally lost control. And like, there's, there's, they're like, um, you know, there, uh, like, there were four kids who were taken away. And the, the, did you see the news crew out front? No. Yeah, the media just showed oh up. My gosh, local at, at our school. Oh. And they were sticking air class. Yeah, and they were sticking microphones in my face, oh and, my and, and 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 it's just That's like embarrassing. Oh, it's embarrassing. It's, like I, I was just like, it's just, and my parents were like, "What's this yeah. going on there? Like, yeah. are you running like?" What are you running there? Can't you control the class? And of course, you know, I, I had the whole thing with the principal yeah. earlier. Yeah. And then this, I mean, I, I mean, I, 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 it was easily the worst day of my career. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds pretty bad. I, I, I feel like you, you might be in trouble here at the school, but, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that they kind of, you know, it's, I'm hoping that principal will think it's what, it's just one of those things like, yeah. you know, complete brawl. Ambulance hospital. I mean, it just happens. Yeah. I, uh, I have something to tell you. It's something that's kind of worse than that. Uh, during that brawl, I, uh, well, I, I was on my prep, you know, I didn't have students at the time. So I was walking down the hallway and I saw what was happening. And of course, some of that brawl in your room spilled out into the hallway. And, uh, yeah. uh myself and, uh, you know, the, the PE teacher, uh, we both got involved. And, uh, well, Amidst the chaos, uh, I accidentally punched uh, Coach Smith. Coach Smith? I punched Coach Smith. You're no way. Yeah. Oh, and uh, I've actually just been placed on probation. Are you kidding? Yeah, I just saw the email before I came in here. Thought I'd cool off. I, I, so, saw, I, you, you, I saw him like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Geez. He had that uh, that stake on his eye. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of wondering what happened. That uh, was my bad. I just in the heat of the moment, there was so much going on, and I punched Coach Smith. I don't know what I was thinking. Jeez, oh, my day is uh oh, my job's in jeopardy. I don't know if yours is yet, but mine definitely is. I uh, I won't be here tomorrow. I'll, I'll be at home, unpaid probation. Oh, I'm I'm sorry because right, I've got two I weeks. Like, I feel like I was kind of the cause of that. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, as far as I know, I'm not on probation, even though, I don't know if you, you're aware of the fire department, because a fire broke out. Uh, no, I, I I was sent, uh, I was told I had to go in the classroom and stay in there alone until I cooled Yeah, off. because, um, you know, one of the kids had some kind of vaping thing or something during uh, the fight, and, and it spilled, and they're getting a lighter, and, and, and oh, like our, our classroom... You, you, no, caught on fire. Blackout. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you know, um, it was all I could do to keep from laughing when you talk about punching. <laughs> it's like, it was like in my head, I was like, I'm not going to punch a child. <laughs> I was like, that's I'm not playing that game. Uh, but I was like, but there's a way we can spin this. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about your classroom novel. <laughs> 
No wonder the fire department showed up. You almost burned down the school. Oh my goodness. It's terrible. I'm sorry. I hope everyone's okay. I hope uh, they all yeah, made it out. Worked out. Yeah. Good, good, yeah. good. Yeah. Did you keep your job? Uh, well, I was on, on on probation for an actual year. Oh, okay. So, so you did both. Yeah, there were hearings, and the union had to get involved. In oh, right, right. Oh, yeah, you got some protections. Yeah. Oh, well, congrats. Yeah, yeah I know you yeah. got tenure, so yeah. it would yeah. have been pretty hard yeah. to out you. Yeah, and really, that was like the first time anything like that had happened. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. The first fire. Yeah, you should have at least one. You know, yeah, everybody gets one. Yeah, I agree, I agree. That's yeah. uh that's how it should be for every job. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone can start one fire. Yeah. I, I think that's reasonable. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. Well, Patrick, thank you so much for playing those games with me. That was great. Uh, fun. Incredible thank work. Went, thank you for going on that adventure of such a variety of games. Uh, before we conclude tonight's episode, I want to give you the opportunity. Are there any final words you want to leave us with before we go? Um, well, um, I would just say that those of us, I mean, that those who might be listening who have thought, maybe I'd like to try, try improv. I've, I've, I've thought about, about trying that. My only advice is to try it. Yeah. And I, I think, and it's not for everyone. Like, you know, we've seen people come and go and don't do it. But um, if you, uh, there's, there's nothing venture, nothing gained. There's, there's no harm in, in trying. And if you if it does seem like a little bit of a spark that you like, you will really find great joy in doing it. Well put, well put. Yeah. Find that spark. Yeah, spark, and I think it's here. Yeah, it's it's definitely here, and I am so grateful and so thankful every day, literally every day that I found this place. Absolutely. Don't don't tell Matt. I said okay. Like, we'll we'll cut that. We'll cut yeah. that out. Yeah. Thank uh, you. I'll edit it so it says I wish I hadn't found this place. <laughs> That's perfect. You know, change your words a little bit. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, Patrick, thank you so much for coming on the show, uh, sharing your wisdom, your experience, uh, your medical professionalism, and everything <laughs> in between. I, I so enjoyed getting to play with you. And uh, as always, uh, with Improv for the Podcast, you can find us streaming anywhere there's podcasts. We are there. You can find Patrick anywhere uh, podcasts are being streamed. Um, as always, uh, thank you for listening. And, uh, We'll see you next time. Improv for the podcast was created by Matt Moore and Michael Lee Evans. Edited and produced by Michael Lee Evans. And finally, presented by Improv for the People. Interested in more IFTP? You can visit us at improvforthepeople.com or on our socials, such as Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and YouTube. Remember, new episodes are released weekly. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.